Ah, no, chair, stop. You got everything you need there? Can I put the beer again? Do not disturb. I'm getting some stuff. My tweets open. Yeah, I got all my stuff's open. I got all my beers open at least. That's the more important one. Oh, I wonder if the mic picks up that lovely sound. <coughs> Dropping that I got a brand new microphone. Snowball! Yeah, look at us. We're professional now. A real microphone. None of that built-in uh, laptop microphone. This ain't your dad's podcast. <laughs> Although he can listen to it if he'd like, I wouldn't stop him. I wouldn't stop him either. Is this going? Is this live? Are we going? Yeah, that's the usual thing. This is going to work. Where it's a bit of an awkward <laughs> silence as the beer is open and we get ourselves ready, but I just record anyway. And then I always fun. have to ask, is this actually <laughs> happening right now? <laughs> I feel like it'll happen for quite some time. It's going to, I'm never going to get used to it. That's it. I think mm. eventually one day I might like the idea of doing, um, there's another show I follow now where what they'll do is they kind of, they do this, but then when they really get to the, okay, we have to start the show moment like that, they actually have a theme song for like six seconds. Mm-hmm. So. I, I kind of like the idea also, um, listening recently to My Brother, My Brother and Me, which is the one that you brought up, or I brought up and you said you would listen to in the car with your brother's... My cousins. Cousins in Seattle. Yes. Uh, they just had their 300th episode, actually. Oh, And nice. they, had a act, they had a really fun thing where they had people who had either listened to the show send in just a little like, you know, since I started listening to the show, my life has changed like this, and just kind of fun or silly things, like references to previous jokes. But they did get a bunch of other, like, big-name podcasters or people involved in their podcast to send in like messages including a musician by the name of John Roderick hmm. uh, who I discovered because he does the theme song to their show because he once as he explained once got an email from three brothers who were like hey we're making a podcast can we use your song as the intro and he was like yeah sure and here they are 300 cool. episodes later selling out live shows and it's still the theme song he's played live with them before That's so um, if you're a band who's somewhat popular would like to get a small, incredibly tiny boost to your uh, listening show. Like, microscopic boost. Like, not even, like, two people. Oh, I mean, like, seven, eight, maybe? Maybe. I'm gonna tell, like, my mom. Like, over time. No, we'll also mention them in the podcast at the end and say thank you. I'm gonna make my dogs listen to this podcast, so that's three, three oh, extra listens. I love your dogs. Who doesn't love my dogs? Everyone loves my dogs. Some great dogs. They're a good gang of dogs. <laughs> I've always said, uh, some good dogs. My uh, my friend Shelby said uh, the first time she came over for Game of Thrones night is mm-hmm. she texted me afterwards. She's like, Ryan, you have the best ragtag group of dogs. <laughs> <laughs> Such a Shelby comment too. It was brilliant. I'm like, you know what? I do have a ragtag group of dogs. Do you ever get that with people where like someone quotes somebody or says like, oh, so-and-so or someone said this and you can right away go, I know exactly who said that. Yeah. Like, like, no one we know would use the term ragtag, but I feel like that's such a Shelby line to use. Well, that's the thing. That's the joke when we play Cards Against Humanity mm-hmm. with um, with a group of people and Shelby's there. We always make the joke that if there's a card that we, a white card that we get that we don't understand the words to, we play it with sh- when Shelby's the judge because she probably knows the words because <laughs> she's smarter than we, everybody. Uh, my group, uh, when we play, usually is... Um, we just toss the card back in the box and draw a new one, mm-hmm. and anyone can then go, what was that? And you have to reveal what it was, and we can either make fun of you, or we all sort of go, yeah, what is that? Yeah. Like, what is the, the three-fifths compromise that we always see? Three-fifths? Oh, I learned about this. I learned oh, we've, about lo- we've looked it up every single damn and time. just never remember. I, yeah, I, know. I know what the three-fifths compromise is. I, I feel like it's an American history concept, mm-hmm. and I've... It's skipping my mind. I think it's something to do right with the, like the Indians or something like that. I, I sound horrible. No, I no, before uh, we get inadvertently racist, we don't know. I'm uneducated. We maybe we'll find out one day. Yeah, I learned about it in my American history class at McGill. Speaking of which, post secondary education is our big what? subject for the show. Boy, boy. Wait, did you say the speaking of which? Was that speaking like, of which. Uh, that's it. We've also named the show officially. Speaking of which. Which I guess you kind of already know because you're. Listen You've looked at the title of the podcast. You've clicked on it. You've Ironically, seen the a spoiler. That's another story. That is a whole other story. You need to check our origin stories mm-hmm. if, uh, if you don't understand. Before we get too into the topic, I want to just go on one last little bit real quick. Okay. Uh, to timestamp ourselves, Passover has recently passed over us. Hey. To our Jewish listeners, happy Pesach. I think that's the proper term for it. Pesach. Pesach. Ah, buck. What? I don't, I don't think that's what happens. <laughs> nope. There are no Pokemon in Passover. <laughs> I wish there were. Um, yeah. No, but I was going to say was we made the joke of one day doing like a Seder with friends. And instead of reading, the, if you've never done a Seder, one of the things that's a little more interesting at least 
is you read the ten plagues that befell the Egyptians when the Jews weren't freed. And you dip your finger in your wine and take out a drop for every one of the ten. So you diminish the wine in your cup to diminish the joy you feel. Because people suffered. There are not many happy Jewish holidays. No, not really. Just, just there's the one, there's the one there. with the, the villain, whatever they say his name, is just to make noise. Ah, uh, Purim. Purim's Purim, great. Purim, the, the actual point of Purim, and correct me if I'm wrong, any Jewish scholars who are listening, because that's <laughs> a big part of our audience, I'm sure. Yeah. The, the, one of the main goals of Purim is to get so drunk that you do not remember the night before. And also, I mean, like, my mother works at a, a Jewish daycare now, and apparently they dress up in costumes for it, too. It's like a Halloween thing now. Yes, it is like Jewish Halloween. Okay, so Jewish holidays generally kind of meh. Hanukkah's okay, but really it's a pretty, you know, celebrating a Lots surviving of a drinking. War. But Purim's pretty fucking awesome. And a lot of drinking, too. I mean, it's Passover has four cups of wine before you get to the food. Yeah. Uh, my kind of thing. Yeah. You also pour a glass for an invisible but ghost. But it's Shabbat's wine, so it's like... Eh, it depends how religious you are. We were doing pretty good stuff. Anyways, we wanted to do as a joke was having some friends and do like a friendly Seder, just kind of share the... Kind of, kind of poke fun at, but Miracle share the of Passover. Share, share what Passover is. Kind of like an educational fun thing. And we were going to do instead of reading the ten uh, plagues, just grab the deck of uh, card against humanity cards and just flip the top ten <laughs> and use those as our plagues. Oh, that would be amazing. <laughs> uh, we'll do a practice right afterwards. I'm curious. We can I'm very. We're definitely doing that. I'm yeah. going to remind you after. Yeah, no. We I have the recording. I have the giant box that is ridiculously oversized and has some amazing cards in the it. Biggest blackest box. Yep. With the awesome. secret card, I've also got a bunch of expansions. The best, ones, the best I ones. The unof- you ever see the unofficial expansions? Yes. Crabs adjust humidity. Uh, I, I think we played. I'm pretty played sure yeah. any expansion pack that exists, Denon has it. Our friend Denon. Oh yeah, Denon's probably got more than me. I think he's the only person who can beat me in this. Yeah. Anyway, speaking uh, of which, speaking of which, we are going to be speaking about post secondary education. Yes, I posted a question on my personal Facebook page and Drew posted a question, the same question on Twitter. I, I just shared it. I'm lazy. Oh, we're, I did no, I did tweet it individually. Did tweet huh? it. Yes. We're pretty small time. We didn't get a lot of comments, but we got some and we have our own opinions. <laughs> I love how we both came in here going, we have we got a comment on the Facebook thing and I'm like it's from my buddy John and Waxman goes, "No, no, it's from my buddy John." John, you got some explaining to do. You can only, it, okay. The rule is you can only be friends with one of us. The That's thing is, here's the thing. I knew John in high school. You only knew John after high school. So yes. So technically but, it was my friend first. Mm, thus, I lay claim to him. Fine. John, if you're listening, which I'm assuming you are because we're talking about you, and that's usually how this works. He might be. You, you Waxman gets you. We'll all get, some, I'll get Jesse or something until I met you through Jesse. It's a fair try. Oh, uh, yes, Jesse. Deal. I'm, I, I know I Jesse never, yeah, Jesse's a cool guy, but... Yeah, that's it. I don't know. I don't think I was ever super close, but you knew. No, I was never super close. John was uh, someone I was very close to, at least in the yeah. early years of high school, I'd say. I always find it interesting that John was introduced me as the John Walther, and it just and that was a thing that stuck. Like, it never, like, I don't think I ever knew anyone <laughs> who referred to him as anything other than his full title, the John Walther. Ah, he's a good guy. Good guy. Oh, amazing guy. Have a drink for John. Drink for John. Mm. But, so, I think we're... Definitely the ideal demographic to talk about post-secondary education because one of us is a year away from having a second bachelor's degree in university. And I am a college art student dropout. Okay, I wasn't going to identify, but yes, oh, I guess man, I'm no, the one with the, the almost two degrees. But, oh, uh, no, no, I'm okay being very obvious. I mean, I think it's more fair if we both come at it from our own angles and our own knowledge of it. But it's sure, probably much, would've, it probably I don't think our, our opinions differ too much. I don't think this is going to be a great debate of me being like, you're stupid for being in school. I think what you're doing is fantastic and honestly almost a bit jealous that I didn't do it. Yeah, but at the same time, I think it's kind of nice to not be in school and be an adult. I actually took a year off between my first degree and my second mm-hmm. degree and it was a very liberating liberating year. It's not like I traveled or like, you know, found religion or anything like that, but it was just nice to sort of be an adult and just have a job and, you know, whenever I wasn't working, it was free time that I could do other things and, and see people and hang out. And that ties in really nicely with one of our comments, actually. A buddy of ours, Chris, responded on Twitter, and I mean, I'll paraphrase. Uh, but again, and a lot of people sort of lean on that same big word is, it depends. Uh, and in his case, you know, it's someone argue that experiencing, uh, you experience more out in the world. So taking that time off to go travel, taking the time to go do something and discover and be yourself and learn who you are, and not be stuck in classes taking tests and learning and being studied, uh, being studious, not studied, no, you might be studied, being studious allows you to learn more from the world. I would agree. I definitely, I know people who 
I, I think it was more common too the like taking a year off before college or I guess I, to 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 geolocate ourselves a bit. Quebec is kind of weird when it comes to the education system. We have Sejep and then university. Sejep pretty much take grade twelve and the first year of university, put them together and put them in a separate institution, and you have Sejep. That's it. So here, basically, because I figure the majority of people have a standard system around the world, and I guess most of our listeners are local anyways, but really the short version, you finish grade 11, there is no grade 12, that is the end of your high school career, you go into a SAGEP, SAGEP is generally... Well, you could go into a SAGEP if you want to. This, you could. The, the grade 11 ends your mandatory education. Yes, yes, yes. So like college or like university, it is not a required educational step. The following step would be Sage up for two years. Usually this is where you would take something like communications or sciences and do four semesters over two years. But um, you could also do, um, at least at, at the Sage up that we both went to, there were three-year programs also. Which like is tech, both times. Paramedics. Uh, so there's like career programs as well. So yeah. it's like you can get, there's a bit of a college technical side, but there's also the university where it's like learning for learning's sake and pre-university yeah. and programs. generally call anyone who finishes SAGEP you would then go off to university and get a, a, a master's no bachelor's a bachelor's that's the one yeah <laughs> like I said haven't done it yeah, uh, you wouldn't in, know in your proper <laughs> field uh, so again um, you're on your way to your second bachelor's yes and you I'm already have right. one I already have one so what is your the one you have is my first bachelor's degree uh, is in marketing okay same as the wifey's not my wife. His mm. his wife. His my, fiance. My fiance, my betrothed, my future wife. We'll find a term for it eventually. Heck, okay, in October, it'll just be wife. In October, the confusion will settle. The dust will settle. But uh, the, the degree... Um, <laughs> yes, like like you, uh, she got a degree in yes. uh, business. We had a uh, class business. together. True, you were both at... It was JMSB, John Molson School We were School both at John Molson School of Business in Concordia. Uh, we had a class does. together, but she never went to class, so I never really saw her. Yeah, I, like myself when I was in school, very much the – that's the weird thing too. And I mean it makes more sense that she actually got the degree was the – could skip a lot of classes and minimize her time in the room. Yes. But through her assignments, perseverance, and just drive would make it. So she did without any issue pass and got her mar- uh, yes. mar- uh, her degree in marketing and has also gone back and done a career program Tourism. and has a AEC – I would. I, I have no idea what it stands for. That. I apologize. I'll Google in a minute if I, when I have a beer in my hand. Hmm. Uh, in travel and tourism. Yeah. Um, so she's working in that field right now. And she has some. We'll talk a bit more. She gave me some feedback. She didn't post to Twitter or Facebook, but she did give us some information on that one over dinner. Um, um, so yeah, your first one, business at JMSB. Your second one. My second one, the one I'm doing right now, is in cultural studies at McGill. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's a completely different degree, but it actually, well, it's not, I wouldn't say completely different. I can go into a whole thing about how there's similarities, oh, now, but I'm not yeah. going to, that's maybe for a different. Uh, no, I think you can take pretty much any two degrees and find where they overlap in some field or some way or in some education. The, the thing about degrees, and I want to go back to Chris's comment a little bit here mm-hmm. as well, is that I actually spoke to an advisor. I, I started this McGill degree, my second degree is at McGill. And McGill's probably a lot more of a recognizable name if there are people listening outside of our immediate area. Um, is that uh, my first degree, uh, when I originally applied to McGill, it was in education to be a teacher. I recently have switched from education to cultural studies. And when I spoke to an advisor, I'm like, hey, what can I do with cultural studies? The answer that she gave me is that there's not really a direction that cultural studies leads you into specifically. What an arts degree, which is where cultural studies falls under, as do most social sciences, is that it's sort of something you put on your resume as an asset. And you use that in the way that you feel is applicable. And it comes back to Chris's comment where say where he says, some would argue you experience more out of the world in, you know, like traveling, working in a foreign country. And so it comes down to that. Does a degree appeal more to employers or does that work experience? Let's say you go to Kenya and you build schools. For two years. I think, again, it depends. Again, that big word depends where you're looking to apply and what you're looking to do. Yes. Uh, by the way, um, it turns out we're being loud enough that uh, Paula can hear me in the other room. Uh, AEC stands for Attestation des Etudes Collégiales. So for those of us who do not speak French or do not speak it well enough to understand what that means. 
Oh, you're asking me to translate now. Uh, on the spot. Fuck. Uh, essentially, college-level degree. Okay. So, it's, uh, it's, it's proof that you passed a college-level course on a subject. Uh, so actually, before we get too far into it, I was going to say was uh, what I had studied in school. Because, again, I wasn't a finished high school and was like, you know, fuck the system. I ain't going to learn no shits no more. I did go to... Um, I still consider it my school, and I really am happy with what I learned there. And we'll go over that a little bit, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, John Abbott College, the stage up here in um, Montreal the, we both went to. The farm. Pretty much a farm. It literally it's has a farm. farm. It we is have a, farm. a tree zoo. An arboretum, or the tree zoo, as I like to call it. It's literally just yeah. a zoo of different trees in Montreal they've planted. It's gorgeous, but just hilarious. We also have uh, cows. Cows. I actually know one of the professors uh, at the McGill campus, part of the school, that is the... Uh, I don't know if he's the head of or just one of the teachers in... Um, head of cows. Yeah. I, was, I thought you were building up to that. Agriculture. Um, but he lives on campus next to the cows. But like, literally, I leave his place and play the cows. That's cool. For those um, of you who want to know what John Abbott was like, I took a class at John Abbott that was literally about doing magic tricks. Oh, mine was on winemaking. <laughs> yeah, you did a winemaking class. My final project was to do a magic show. And the teacher for this class has a PhD in, like, rocket science. Imagine having that. Imagine having a PhD. Like, you know what? Okay, we need to talk more teach, detail this one in a minute. I want to teach students how to do magic. Screw rocket science. <laughs> I went through, the, like, the 20 years of schooling. <laughs> I just And he was the nicest guy. But, yeah, that, that's John Abbott. Well, it was on like a farm, heard. and you took magic and winemaking. Yeah. It was, <laughs> it, was, it was a very fantastic school. I'm ready for university now. <laughs> uh, so, the two, so, I was in two different programs. Neither one completed. The first was one of these three years AEC-type programs, uh, where I was in a, a program that was so poorly named that when I explained my reason for dropping, I understand. The program was called PDHT. Stood for Publication Designs Hypermedia Technology. Wow. That means literally nothing to anybody because we're not in the late 80s anymore. We know what computers are. <laughs> I knew it was named back when computers weren't really a thing. And they were kind of moving from print media to digital media. And essentially it covered... Um, it, weirdly enough, it didn't cover really well. And that's why my big problem with it was. Is they weren't adapting as quick as they should have to a technology that was already so clear. It was web design, clearly. Uh, but they also went into like publications, so like print magazine and like online magazine. Um, this also included a full two semesters dedicated to Microsoft Word and Microsoft Excel. Oh god! I have never wanted to kill myself so bad except for those two classes. Mm-hmm. Um, we also remember one of my one of my personal passions, typography, a course that to this day I cherish having taken. I'm such a nerd for type right now. Always, always have been, and even more now that I've learned and studied, and I still read up on it. You're all about that. You're all about that kerning. Oh man, bad kerning! I can murder. God, that's uh, a. That's I feel a like whole... some of our listeners are looking up what kerning means right now. K you... K E R N I N G. Yeah, there's a really adorable hoodie I've seen, and you'll understand the joke when you look it up. Where it says bad kerning, but if you unzip it, it pushes the B and the it K pushes... E aside, ah. so it, it creates bad kerning. <laughs> but I want I, it so bad. It's so can't cheesy. Tolerate that kind I know. Try um, justifying it. I want to. I want to pull this back in. Actually, yeah. Sorry. Harder. So, so my degree was that. My I then left that after two and a half years because essentially the program changed hands. The chair changed, and they were trying to turn it more into a running your own business and a business class versus a graphic design, print design, and design media. So I jumped ship. Went into a standard two year program. Uh, applied some credits over. Did a semester and a half of that and dropped out. Uh, and that was creative arts, uh, photography, and film. And hmm. this is kind of my point of all this is, yes, I didn't get a degree. Yes, I didn't finish. Yes, if you look at my CV, it literally says DNF. high school diploma. And then I've listed attended classes at John Abbott College. So it looks like I've done something. Because mm-hmm. reality is, and this is one of the ones that Paula brought up, was if you, if you were, were hiring people and someone's you know coming into your office... And on paper, the only thing they have is they finished their high school diploma. That doesn't look good. The fact that I've done some college, I feel, was a big help applying for my my current jobs. Mm-hmm. Just because it looks like I, I mean, I was in school when I applied for my, my current job, so I was still a student studying. But I feel like had I come in as a high school dropout, it would have really changed the image of me. Because as much as I'm going to argue that school isn't as important as it used to be, it still has that stigma of being uneducated. Yes. 
Actually, I thought uh, Quinn also, our friend Quinn, mm-hmm. had a really, really interesting Remind comment. Um, Quinn, Quinn, uh, Quinn actually studies cultural studies with me at McGill. I took a class with him this past semester about Netflix, which is that, a subject for another. Also, I mean, on a side note, real quick, that class you took kind of sparked this whole podcast. So it's true. I guess education has some value. I, I guess know. so. <laughs> podcast over. Anyway, but what Quinn says about uh, about post secondary education is fun and engaging. So long as you pursue your passions and not some business degree because your parents think you should. And that's interesting because I, I completely agree. And, and what I will say is not that I resent my parents in any way, but once upon a time when I was applying for SAGEP out of high school, my first thought, my first uh, um, inclination, I guess, was to go into journalism in their creative arts languages and literature program at John Abbott. I'm now picturing you in one of those little like newsy hats with the Lord press stuck in the top uh, with a the microphone and a pad of paper going, yeah. Mr. President. Extra, extra, read all about it. Um, so write but, the paper and sell it? I mean, and like I said, I'm not too upset about it now, honestly. Um, it, it is what it is. I think if I wanted to do it enough, I would have still just said, like, fuck it, and I would have gone and done it because it was my decision. But my dad pulled me aside and was like, listen, I get that you want to do journalism, but at the same time, you need to think about your future and think about something that's also financially stable and economically viable and also that leaves the most doors open so at the time i knew i didn't want to do science i was sort of done with science i i think i'd come like within a within a you know a, a dog hair's width of failing chemistry is that a, is that a saying dog hair's width no probably not eh uh, i feel like i heard it or some variant of it with I like i think it's dog uh, hair i think uh, it's something else the width of a hair i feel like i've heard that i don't know well, let's just say I came this close. Uh, you can't see me. I'm holding my thumb and my index finger very, very close together, but they're not touching. But it is pretty damn close. I it's mean, I'd say I've got a dog's close. hair's width. It's a hey! <laughs> <laughs> And a saying is born. But anyway, we did it. We I come very, 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 very close to failing chemistry. I had no interest in pursuing sciences, so I went into the next most broadest thing, which was commerce. That led me to the marketing degree at John Molson. Took a year off to decide, you know what, that's not the path I want to take, and such, I'm back in school again. So I definitely see what Quinn's saying, is that you don't want, as much as, my parents definitely have helped me out with tuition, both in SAGEP and in university, and sometimes it does warrant, or they feel it does warrant an opinion. But I think... I wouldn't disagree. I would definitely uh, say if my parents disapproved of what I was in, I would feel pretty bad and want to maybe follow them a little more. Because, again, like, I mean, myself, my parents also paid for mine, but they didn't really give much of a push to or against my choices. That's it. I think my parents, um, for me, it was just, because I mean, my sister ended up, my sister's five years younger than me. She went into the Creative Arts Language Literature Program, and now she's actually, she just got into McGill and education. She's the world's most successful journalist. She's living your dream. <laughs> she's, uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm forever going to resent her because she's... <laughs> Although she just got into <laughs> she just got into McGill for education, so congratulations uh, to my Good sister. For you. She's not going to listen to this podcast, but you'll make her. Maybe. Yeah, I'm actually going to bring up my brothers real quick because you brought up a really interesting point, which was the 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 parents' role in the yes, not just the program, but even just continuing education. And when I had told my father that I was dropping out, and um, uh, again, I dropped out not so much because I was tired. I was tired of it, but I dropped out because I had found a job, one that I am still at, one that I love, and my parents very much accept as this might be where I spend the rest of my life, and they're okay with that. Whether or not I do, who knows, but I have approval. But when I first told my dad I dropped out, and he you know, was with me, um, we were actually on the way home from a doctor's appointment. He had dropped me off at the doctor's and offered me a ride home. But instead took me down to Abbott to try to force me to get re-enrolled. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, that was a, an awkward few weeks we didn't talk after that. But, I, again, now looking back, I, there was never a formal apology, but I think now he definitely understands where I'm from, what I'm doing, and why, and what, and all that jazz. But I look at my two brothers. Uh, two younger brothers. Uh, the youngest one is currently on an engineering degree, living with his girlfriend, also on an engineering degree, uh, at Concordia. They are 
the typical top of the grades. Uh, he graduated with every fucking award you can think of it, uh, from his high school. They handed him a grocery bag on stage as he was getting awards. And I shit you not, he had to use it. I ran out of battery on my phone recording him. Because he was on stage for so fucking long. Is this Sam or is this... This uh, is Sam, yes. Sam. Name dropping's fine. I'm gonna burp real quick. Sorry. <laughs> classy. This is like, this, no, one, no one said this was a classy affair. No, there's an explicit tag for a reason. All those belching and saying the word fuck sometimes. Um, yeah, this is not safe for children under the age of uh, eight. Unless they're cool babies. Unless they're cool. Unless they grew up in a rad household. <laughs> rad. Rad. Righteous. <laughs> gnarly. Gnarly. Okay, seriously. Go on. Turn. Yes, Please continue. Um... So again, my parents, I mean, super proud. I, even I'm proud of him as a brother. He's fantastic and just so smart. He's a good dude. A uh, little, little dumb on the street smart sometimes. You know, he's got to balance to one is, side. That's it. Uh, he was amazed when he found that pancakes are cakes made in a pan. Yes, sir. Future engineer people. I um, think that's fantastic. <laughs> his realization was brilliant. It's another great story. Um, then my middle brother, uh, Ben, who, I mean, really... He's doing great in school. He definitely had his troubles, you know, with it because it wasn't his passion. But he's really in school now mostly to appease my parents. Mm -hmm. Because as much as he makes incredible amounts of money buying and selling old 45 vinyl records, producing music, DJing shows, he could, in theory, stop going to school and do what he does now and probably survive on a regular living for quite some time. Sounds yeah, like it's not a standard job. It's literally, it's... My parents looked at it as, I mean, he makes money. He paid for two cars, two used cars in the last few years on just this business. And I mean, really, it's it's going out hunting for old records, putting them up on eBay and selling them. But he makes good money. He has a knack for it. He knows what he's doing. He has a stable nine-to-five job with an income that you can file on tax reports, which is a bit weird. So my parents' rule was as long as you're living at home and doing this, you stay in school. I think that's interesting, though. That that's another good point, and I want to bring into uh, our buddy John's uh, yes. comments. And one thing he says is, "There's a lot of pressure for young people to go to school when many of them don't belong or don't even need to go to school to pursue the kind of work they're interested in." And much like Ben, your brother, um, my brother was never like great kid, very intelligent in 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 his own way, but. Whereas I could pull off, you know, 80s, 90s if I really wanted to. My sister and my other brother could do that too. My brother, who, my brother Bram, just between me and my sister, so he's the second of the four. Great kid. Like, very, very smart. Oh, yeah, good no, I've met all your siblings here. And nice guy. But for him, he, like, good grades for him are, are 70s, which are good. And he does, like, he works hard. But school, for him, in my opinion, was never his thing. Mm-hmm. And he did at one point drop out of school, and he man- he became a manager at a, at, a, at a Subway restaurant, which for him was sufficient. Although, granted, he's still living at home. He has recently gone back to school. I think sometimes you need to go to school at your own pace, is, is I guess, my, my main point. And also, at the same time, my other point is that with your brother... Um, you know, the, the the landscape has changed a lot. It's not so much... I mean, not that our parents are that old, but it's not so much now. Hey, you get a degree, you go work in the factory, and then you retire, and then you die. Now I'm it's... Gonna, there's, you know, with digital media... Gonna, but that's something this a little bit. Is I, think our, I think we are really the generation where that shift is much more noticeable. Yes. Like, I mean, I feel like... I mean, look at your parents. When they finish school, ask them. Do you think you could have gotten a job without a degree? And I mean, like, maybe like a small factory job. Like, I know my father also didn't finish his school. He dropped out of high school when his father passed away. My mom didn't finish school either. Well, she didn't finish university. No. Uh, no, my father uh, dropped out of high school. His father passed away, and he went right away to finding a part-time job to make any kind of money to help support uh, his family because mm-hmm. his mother didn't work. And I mean, with an older brother and two younger brothers, they got by, and they survived, and they're fine. And my dad now works. I mean... I don't want to say, like, mediocre jobs, but, like, very standard sales and retail and, uh, I mean, he used to sell textile. Now he's uh, he's working with a few different companies doing, like, price check on items and, like, inventory management and sell and sales in a few places. I mean, it's 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 a living. It's a job. 
but it's you know it's not a career it's not like and I mean I give the example of your father yeah my who, dad uh, my dad went through all the steps he went to the high school CJP university dental school got his masters and now he's and he's a dentist he's my dentist see you tomorrow morning he's I'm my dentist too actually but that that makes sense that would make more sense that makes more sense but so, meanwhile my mom my mom was in JMSB in accounting and she dropped out because she got pregnant with me and I like to think I'm a better present than a diploma but no one asked her because I really don't want to know um, <laughs> but my point is she actually ended up starting her own business from scratch which do, which she still runs to this day and I think that's something else so this kind of falls under why I'm happy I went to John Abbott is even though I didn't get the piece of paper that says Drew can make a movie I have made short films pretty crappy ones the one that won an award that one time that's available through my IMDb if you look me up hint hint nudge nudge I'm doing it I'm oh, doing God, it. I got you um, well you can watch it during the break and you give some feedback on it it's like 15 minutes maybe 12 not even uh, or you can use YouTube and it's called The Rat Swallower Andrew Shulman there's a lot of you yeah it's tough oh, to The Rat me. Swallower I found you there you go um, I think I saw this already actually possible we also have no idea who made that entry for me like there's no history I thought it was my buddy Adam who did the movie with me we have no history but this is just it. I, I feel if I were going now to apply for a job in filmmaking, a creative field, what do they want? Drew has a certificate from John Abbott College stating he passed with a high enough numerical value on all the classes we deemed related to filmmaking, culture, and writing and being creative. Okay. As or, an aside, it was definitely Adam who made your page because he made his own page, I'm sure. Because he's a professional actor now. But well, that's it. On. He also has a page, but he said his wasn't made by himself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't believe that for a second. Well, I, know, I know Adam. I worked with Adam. I know. But he states... But... I mean, I honestly, I trust the guy. I worked with him also. I trust him. If he said he didn't make mine, he just... Because someone linked him to his originally, apparently. I don't trust Adam. I, there's a story behind that. Ooh, we'll get to that dark. another time. Maybe after the break. I love Adam. I miss the guy. No, he's a great guy. Yeah, no. Nothing bad to say about him. Um, yeah, but he made the movie. But that's just it. So again, going back to an employer or someone in a film industry... Would they rather see a degree with a John Abbott certified Drew good enough to make a movie based on our standards and nothing else? Or here is my work. Here is something I have made with my own blood, sweat, tears, and a camera. And even more so, I can show was submitted to a film contest and actually came in first place. And here is a reference to it on IMDb, a database of filmmaking and movies and actors. I mean, it's pretty simple, but I think that's the better option. I think let's summarize our thoughts here and then we can move on to shooting the shit. Yeah, I'll probably take a little break or a little beer soon. Yeah. You probably have to go piss by now. <laughs> yeah, my bladder is the size of a pea. Um, ha! Ha ha! You're in jokes. I guess if I were to say something, and I think that was generally the comments that we got from everybody, even the ones like we couldn't get to, unfortunately. But thanks for everyone who submitted. I love you to say that there were thousands more. Were there not only the three? I want to thank all <laughs> of you who submitted comments. Like, our mailbags were overflowing. Um, it, it was just Chris, Quinn, and the John. The John. I mean, there was also the conversation with Paula during dinner. and um, There were a few other conversations. Like, uh, yeah. there were people who came up to me in person and were like, hey, I really, you know. Yeah, I no, a lot of people work too. Just there, you know, there, are other, there are various conversations, but essentially, I think it's just the main word, the buzzword is it depends. And I, I think more so than in the past, and I think that's where this line really is, like I said before, is your parents grew up in a world where there was much more value in a degree in what it got you. Because not as many people got degrees. That's it. In the day age now where they're it's... giving out bachelor's degrees. I don't want to say that because they're still I still feel like you you earn something. Your bachelor's degree is something I think is amazing. And you know what? One day I would not mind going back and finishing getting my creative arts degree. Okay. Just to say I finished it. Not that I think I needed to do something. Like, I mean, this podcast is never gonna hit a line in the sand where oh only one of you has a degree guess you're not hitting the thousand followers yeah (laughs) could you imagine anyway yeah no i think it also uh we didn't get to this part of it but it also i think it depends what field that you are in and that's it like clearly if your mindset like my little brother is get into engineering and become a structural engineer you need that engineering degree i don't care how good you say you are or what credit you have i don't think anyone would seriously even consider you without that on your cv but at the same time Oh, God, my voice cracked terribly there. 
at the same time, I may have to fire you from this podcast. At, the, sa- at the same time, oh my we God. have uh, you puberty. Yes. Oh my God. Yes, everything is greater now. I'm sure you're going to be a ball there. <laughs> I, I wanted to, and I'm like, you know what? This is still a respectful family show. <laughs> but um, at the same time, we have the Steve Jobs and the Mark Zuckerbergs who did great. I mean, yes, they dropped out of like Harvard. They dropped out of like these Ivy League schools. Yeah. But they still dropped out. They still don't have degrees. They still don't have that piece of paper that is was once thought of as the end-all, be-all of getting a job. And I think just before we go on a break, last thing that I want to touch on, we're going to say it like 40 more times, mm-hmm. is those are both examples, but they also kind of started their own thing. Yes. And I think that's what we're seeing a lot more of is the startups are a much bigger thing. I think it's what we'll touch on the break are startups. That's another good yes. little segment. A piece of paper does not determine the amount of, there's a word that starts with an A, the amount of ambitious, ambition that you have. I had no idea you were going with this. What the fuck were the, you Like, for? a piece of paper, a degree isn't going to say, hey, this person's a go-getter. This person is motivated. A piece of paper says, I got good enough grades. I did just the bare minimum not to fail. And that's it. I mean, like, at least with mine, like... That's it. A, a diploma, sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. A no, diploma no. doesn't say, hey, you got 95s. Or you got... It doesn't... You got. You could have gotten 95. You couldn't have gotten a 52. It doesn't specify. It'll say maybe with distinction if you're lucky, if that institution yeah. recognizes distinction at a certain level. But otherwise, my degree, your degree, I can write, hey, I got a degree. I can also write, hey, I got a degree. Our grades are 40% different. We can both write on our CV. They wouldn't know the difference. Yeah, that's the one that I got on my CV for high school. At least it also notes that I was part of student union. Sick. So um, really what that comes down to is I have to skip a lot more classes and play do more often. Um, hey, we're going to take a break. And that doesn't really affect you, the listener, except you now know why there's a weird click. It's going to be instant for you guys, but for us at least in time. We return from the realm of receiving new beers for our drinking pleasure. But due to Einstein's theory of relativity, for you it was instantaneous. Is that really... No, like I said said before, I haven't taken a science class in uh, about eight years. I was actually offered to take the honor science classes back at the end of high school and going into Sejab and I just did not give a shit about sciences. I just didn't feel that was my future. Same. Same. Like I said, I came within a dog's hair within a dog's hair of passing chemistry or with uh, a failing chemistry. Excuse me. Yeah. Oh, oh no. Oh I'm no, your beer, beer is being beer troubly. I'm having beer troubles. Do you, need, do you need a hand there? Yeah, I need a big strong man to yeah. open my beer for me. Hold my beer, little boy. Oh, fuck, I can't do it. Fuck, shit, bullshit. I should get in there. Oh, thanks, Daddy. <laughs> Creepy thing. That got totally. weird. That got weird fast. That went from 0 to 100 real quick. Anyway, um, 2 0 to 100. So, uh, what were we going to talk about? So, um, I was saying before we, we took a little break there, and I was just thinking about it a bit more, is um, something we're seeing a lot more of now are startup companies. And I think with the, uh, I mean, buzzwords here, Kickstarter or Indiegogo. True. Uh, someone who has a good idea. You, I mean, it used to be, uh, if you want to invent something, you really needed to know how everything worked and get it all done. Now, in a digital age, you can spit out an idea farm the money needed to make it happen based on people who are interested and use that resources and the money and your know your knowledge whether it be school or otherwise to make this thing happen everything from uh i mean i've seen kickstarters for books and music i've seen kickstarters for products as as, as advanced as i mean the, the look at the pebble watch a smart watch before the apple watch came out i saw a kickstarter for a guy who wanted to make potato salad and he made that potato salad Okay, so startups do have some weird social things to go over, but... But yes, I see what you're saying in the sense that... I also think that... Um, I mean, first, personally, I would love to work at a startup. That, that's definitely that's, something I think it's going to be really cool because it's such a new-agey thing. And actually, uh, did you ever know Paul worked for a startup? Um, I'm shaking my head because I was drinking a beer at the time, but no, I had no idea. <laughs> Sorry, there was an awkward silence there because I was, I was letting him answer with his head shaking. Except that <laughs> as a valid response before I continue talking. Maybe one day we'll get video on this. I was debating that as well with a good camera. Even though, even the iPhone's a good enough. Let's get like more than two people to watch to listen to this first. That's and it. We'll exactly. worry about the rest. <laughs> um, where was I going with this? Thank you for asking. Um, no, you're um, welcome. W- uh, when Paula was trying to get into the travel industry, she ended up getting a part-time job working with. Um, 
uh, I, I won't say the name because I can't remember the name of the guys or the company, but essentially a travel company startup where it was kind of like a, uh, in a day and age where travel is a lot booked online, yes, a lot of it behind the scenes is still people in offices and call centers doing all the work. Yes. They were trying to make it much more user-friendly and digital and simple. And um, again, it was, to my knowledge, and I mean she'll correct me at some point, I'm sure, but I don't think... I think one, not both, had finished their all their schooling, hmm. um, but both had experience in the field of travel, uh, both working in the field and you know traveling and doing this kind of stuff. I think one used to review hotels, maybe. Basically, we're not the standard two business specialists who started a business. They were two guys who were friends who had an idea, put it together, and started from the ground up. I think they had some funding from family and friends. Uh, and they had hired um, Paula to work uh, part-time with them to help things start things up. And just the mm. passion wasn't there and it kind of fizzled out. I don't know if they're up and running. I think we checked a while back and their website's still a splash page saying like, you know, on its way. And it's been there for like a year or two now. It's like a GeoCities web page. <laughs> like, like, There's the construction worker gif. Yeah. That, like like Dan's bicycle shop dot geocities dot com dot edu dot gov you know? slash angel fires slash all the ah uh, remember those old web pages that you could just make like x x page ex yeah I made so many x pages I actually knew a guy who I made an x hang on I I want to oh, lay yeah, claim to this no one is gonna believe me but I swear on my life this is true I made an x page dot com called Mario Galaxy. Bullshit. No, I, I swear to God, it was Mario Galaxy. So, Nintendo, if you're listening to this, so I'm going to have my people in touch. So, on that subject, I, I knew someone who, uh, I can't remember who now liked me, and I really felt embarrassed, but I had heard the story from someone. They had created a, on one of those old shitty, like, make your own website for free things, a fan site with walkthroughs and really good guides for Final Fantasy 7 mm-hmm. and fucking Square Enix bought it from him. That's like I think it was a thousand bucks, but a thousand bucks for like a 16 year old kid. Mm-hmm. Holy crap. Hmm. Um, again, more digression. So, again, this whole thing with startups though is just that I feel like we live in a world now where it is much easier to come up with an idea, implement it, and find your market. Yes. Because I mean, like, you look at a show like Shark Tank where it's like, hey, I want to do this thing. Yes. You pitch it and these guys have tons of money go, I'll do it. Here's how we're going to do the business behind the scenes and we'll give you the money you need to start it up. And even some of those do fail. There's been a few that have failed. Of course. As, as That's expected. Amazing. And I mean, you look at my Kickstarter, things failed. I, I've seen projects that just don't reach funding or reach funding. And then, do you hear about this one? These guys are making a game uh, where it was an ant simulator. You played as an ant in a colony and it was like a sim, like, game you control the hive and you have to play as a workaround see that sounds really cool in theory yeah um they reached their funding goal and made some more money and then canceled the project uh not refunding anyone's money because that's the rules of kickstarter uh they just canceled the project because the uh, the guy who was running it claimed his two co-workers spent all the money on drugs and hookers which is what i would do in the same situation they, they later revealed this wasn't completely true it was mostly booze and strippers but still I mean, that's the same thing, is it not? Mm. I guess. Hooker and stripper. Drugs and booze, like, eh. Anyways, more to the point, though, is the, this, 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 the whole thing with Kickstarter, though, is that it is a much easier environment for you and I to go, hey, I have an idea for a card game. Yes. We write some rules down. We make some prototypes. We go to the printer and spend a bit of our own pocket money and make it. And then we go, hey... Let's make a concept video, post it on Kickstarter, get interest, and say, you know, you know, enough with your business background, we might, in my design background, we could probably come up with enough basic yeah. information to get uh, at least a quote saying, hey, if we wanted to print 10,000 copies, we would need this, 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 and this is money. Yes. Go to Kickstarter, we need this much. You know, if you give us money now, you'll get a game when it comes out. And I mean, we could have a game, we could actually really do this, couldn't we? If we were creative enough to come up with a board game idea. Agreed. It also does turn the idea of angel investors and venture capitalism and, and getting a loan from a bank on its head. I mean, you just go ask the general public for money and the idea of crowdfunding is so interesting. It's provided that you give 
certain reward and you, you give incentives. Whereas, I mean, obviously with a venture capitalist, you have to give them equity. You have to give them ownership of the company, right? But with random people, if I give someone money for something, I just really want a copy of whatever it is that they're making or that they're advertising. Or even just some of them, it's just with Kickstarter, is like, donate five bucks, we'll give you a t-shirt with our logo on it. It's not even the product yeah. that we are advertising, but if you don't have the money to give us 30 bucks for this product, give us five bucks, we'll give you a bumper sticker. And I mean, on top of that, they also go into the other two categories, which are exclusive things. So I backed a project yes. recently called Exploding Kittens, a card game by uh, the creator of TheOatmeal.com. I think fantastic. Yeah, have we played it yet? I've never played Exploding Kittens yet, but we I will, know about it. We will try a two-player round after uh, the podcast. Sounds good. Uh, but for them, I donated enough that I got, essentially for what the game now costs standard, I got the standard game, an expansion deck with more not-safe-for-work cards, and a really nice package, uh, exclusive packaging for it that when you open up has those little like, sensors a Hallmark card has. Mm-hmm. So it actually does like a meow when you oh, open it up, fun. which very adorable. And it's something that's kind of unique and just a nice conversation piece when we play it because you open the box and the box meows at you and it's like the fuck. Yeah, it was a Kickstarter exclusive bonus. It, and then the other side also of the non-physical goods where you might back a project. Uh, and I give an example, the potato salad. Where for a dollar, he would read your name out loud while stirring the potato salad. Uh, he probably had to read a lot of names out loud. So you had like 3,000 people. Yeah. There was uh, another funny one too. Um, Penny Arcade, the webcomic. The ones who are now responsible for the PAX. The, one of the biggest gaming conventions in the world. Yes. Um, they made a comic once making fun of um, Kickstarter. I think it was a dumb concept when it first came out. And made the joke of, I'm backing this project. And it says here, he'll yell my name at a goat. If I gave him this much money, like just being like how dumb things can be. So when they eventually put out, I believe it was a video game or a board game, one of their Kickstarter awards, for, I think it was for 20 bucks, was a video where one of the two guys from Pin Arcade would chase a goat while yelling out a list of names. <laughs> and it's brilliant. That's fantastic. So again, just in a world now where it's not so much convincing an angel investor or a board of directors, this idea is good, this is why it'll make money. You literally have the proof in the pudding of, hey, do you want this thing? How much is it worth to you? Donate an amount that you seem is appropriate. Here's what I'm expecting it'll cost. And here's what, uh, it's almost like, I mean, if you look at video game pre-orders, but you're directly putting the money into the product. You're effectively investing without actually getting ownership of the thing other than what you want. And there's still always risk involved as there would be in the typical business scenario. I've had Kickstarters that I back that turned out to not be so good. And I've had Kickstarters that I back that turned out to be... Turned out to be very good. Yeah, um, no, a lot of the board games I've kicked, uh, kicked back, backed, supported, whatever the word backed, you want to use is. Backed, Kick you, stupid I'm just looking game. at my things. <sighs> uh, I'm looking at my uh, my things now. Uh, one of the things that I've backed is the wallet that I still use each and every day. What is your uh, wallet? Yeah, I'm going to take out my wallet. You guys aren't going to see it, but... Uh, I, I will describe it with good words and mouthfeel. It's a blue suede wallet. That is nice and suede. It is blue. It's nice, Ooh, but it's white. unique. Yeah. It's got everything is, I wanted. It's pretty nice. Um, what else have I backed on Kickstarter? I have backed uh, dog treats. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Uh, dog treats made with cricket flour. Ooh. Yeah. That sounds um, horrible. Uh, one, of my dogs, dogs. one of my dogs doesn't like them, but the other two like them. Hey, two out of dogs. Two out of two out, two of, out of three dogs approved. <laughs> two out of thogs. Two out of thogs. thogs. What are thogs? Um, Three dogs. I, I it's a wombo. A card game, which I haven't played yet, but looks really interesting. What's it called? It's called Game of Phones. Oh, you mentioned this to me. Yes. yes. I think we, me, you, and our Carol. friends Carol and Pete might have chipped in. Yeah. All together. Got like a bigger version of it. It's really like a digital thing. Kind yes, of thing. but no, we haven't played it yet. Two of them moved away. There's only two of us. It's like the... Uh, and my day planner. My day planner. I also pledged some money for that. You have a day planner? I do... That is both adorable and really funny. You know your iPhone does that, right? Yeah, but I kind of like the 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 moleskin. Uh, true, you know thing. what? I I do agree. I keep a moleskin in my bag for drawing. So exactly, uh, it's kind of physical media is old. Nothing beats the old fashioned sometimes. Um, but then I've also backed a shirt, a gym shirt that I wore once and it ripped. And I emailed the company and they never got back to me. That's shitty. Um, and I backed an app that ended up being incredibly useless. What was the app? I'm curious now. Um, I'm not going to name the name. Okay. But it was a music sync app that was supposed to synchronize. Like, it was supposed to, like, 
you could play radio stations. It was very similar to Songza. Okay. Songza when it came out. So okay. I thought that was cool, and it just ended not at all being I hear you. I hear what you. it was expected to be. But I'd say I backed seven projects on Kickstarter. Five of them uh, came as advertised. I actually did uh, delete my Kickstarter account a while back because I was into addicted to kicking little projects and getting small rewards here and there. I mean, I backed a project on creating uh, prosthetic, uh, 3D printed prosthetic equipment, and I do have on my shelf somewhere here, I can show it to you later, I have a small 3D printed uh, finger with an actual like muscle mechanism in it, so it can actually pull the thread and it curls like a proper finger to move. Oh, that's cool. Showing off how they can make everything move like regular muscles and have all the joint limits, and it was really interesting. But I mean, I put like six hundred bucks into it and got a little like, uh, as you would say in a Jewish household, a little tchotchke. It's it's a nothing little piece on my shelf, but it's a fun story. Mm-hmm. And that's what I like about them. But I was spending way too much, and I had to stop. I, I got a book for like a hundred dollars, uh, a D and D style like uh, game book, which I love, and I love sitting down and play with a group of people. But like, it hasn't happened in almost three years, right? And it was like so much to spend on a book. I mean, I still I'm happy with them, but looking back, it's a lot of money. So I don't have a good history anymore except for the newer ones and even then it's been very limited. But I mean, I've backed everything from like TV shows, uh, a web show that I don't think ever actually came out yet, but I got my reward for it, which was a signed photo by one of my favorite voice actresses. Nice. Uh, the voice of Glados from Port. Oh. Ellen McLean. I have it on the shelf somewhere there. i got to clean up that shelf. Uh, and on that shelf, I'm um, gesturing the shelf behind the laptop behind where we're recording. Uh, and it's mostly my books and my DVDs and some music and stuff. But I have on there, I've also got um, a vinyl from um, a, a band I really enjoy. I've got a few other uh, signed CDs and posters there from different bands and different video games I've backed. Okay. And a lot of those games have come out, and I've gotten them on Steam now. A few I'm still waiting on. There's one that's been like this week, apparently. It's a sled dog game. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. Nice. That's it. Like You actually you ride the sled dogs, and like you know, every night you take a break, and you actually take care of the dogs and feed them and treat them and make sure they're okay and... Aww. you know things might happen like one of them might break a leg while they're running because of a trap no. and you have to you know, take care of him and make sure you can get there and they've only got 7 uh, bucks at about 8 I and... wouldn't want to play this game I'd be too sad that's it it's kind of, that's what I like about it it kind of has like that really like you kind of get attached to them I would no I, I couldn't play this game Oh, the do- I, I don't want the dogs to get hurt well that I mean it's perilous you might even get hurt yourself as the character and you know, fall off the slugs of that bone. oh fuck me I just want the <laughs> dogs to get hurt you know no we were discussing this at work today also Keeping the terms of saving a human and a dog, uh, depending on the human, as I'd probably save the dog. Uh, yeah, I would absolutely save my dog. I would just any dog. Fuck your dog. I mean, your dog I love, but just any dog. All my dogs don't, are great. Don't, don't fuck your dog. That was a terrible sentence. <laughs> <laughs> I regret saying those words immediately. And Hershey them twice. and Heinz and Bianca, if you guys are listening, I love you guys And so if much. my mother listens to this around my puppies, Martha and Jack, you're I... both stupid and I love you. Yeah, my dogs are pretty stupid too, but they're good. They're smart. Chocolate labs are the best. They're so chocolate labs. Oh god. We 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 both have chocolate labs that are just adorably pudgy. Oh, Hershey's not pudgy. The vet told us, "I've never seen a lab in such good physical shape, but he's not the most intelligent dog." (laughs) (laughs) And we're like, "Yeah, we we knew that already." Uh, mine, no, mine is very uh, mine's overweight and has a tumor so she's in no pain she's fine but she's lovely um, sorry but she's lumpy lumpy space dog she's, is the color uh, well I was gonna say I said lovely but oh yeah she is lovely but also lumpy yes uh, no so I always joke that you know because she can't it's harder for her to get up it hurts her legs she doesn't get worked out as much so she doesn't walk around as much which means she gains more weight making it harder she's still fine she can still get up and move she's not suffering or overweight but she's a little heavy and it's really adorable Hershey's just not smart. But he's very friendly. He's very friendly. He's indeed. very friendly. Anyone who's met Hershey for even five minutes can vouch for him. Lovely dog. I love your dogs. I can see them again. I haven't met, have I met Bianca. Uh, I don't remember. I feel like you acquired her. Acquired her? We acquired her um, in, the summer in-, of, in the summer of 92. And you see, you see... Uh, no, but um, I don't remember exactly I, when I she showed up. I would say I want to say about a year and a bit ago. I don't think I've been to her place since uh, sometime mid Game of Thrones season last year. That's possible. That's possible, but yeah, safe to say, 
I don't think I would play that game you're talking about because <laughs> I would just get too. It would just get too real for me. I get that. I get that. Now that was like a like my, the I second mean, one of my dogs would get hurt, I'd be like, no, no, can't do it. Like I always love sharing uh, one of my favorite little notes is uh, if anyone's ever played, I'm gonna spoil the ending of this. I'm warning you now. Uh, Fable. Three? Fable 3, I believe, was on Xbox? That's been out long enough. Yeah, no, it's, it was early 360 days. Like, come on, that's old. Um, you got a dog companion, and the, who was immortal? You couldn't lose him. You couldn't get, couldn't get damaged. Oh, thank God. Um, but at the end of the game, the main villain kills your dog. Oh. And then you finish, you you get a final fight with the final boss, who I literally one-shot kill. He's super weak. I'm never playing Fable. So, let me finish that. Okay. When you finish the game... You are then given a wish. And the three wishes you can choose from are a million dollars, which is almost unlimited in that game. Um, Resurrect anyone who died during the story, any of the villagers or people that died due to the villain. Or revive your dog. Easy choice. Yeah. I don't know anyone who did not choose save the dog. Please, if you are listening and you played and you did not save your dog, one, horrible person. But two, please tell me why. I'm just curious to know. Please tell me why... And then I'm going to judge you. Oh, hardcore judge. Judged AF. I, I'm not going to play this game. I'm not going to yeah. play this game. Old, pretty crappy. There's better games out there. Um, so we're getting towards the end. I have 154 text messages. From right now? Yes. Uh, over the course of the podcast, I acquired 154 unread text messages. Uh, from the same person? Oh, God. That would be weird. No, it's I have group you know group chats right. Okay, all mine are on it's mute. All I have no from, idea. It's all from two group chats, and they're on Jeebus. mute, but just still the number the number keeps going up. Jeebus. no, my group chat with the Doctor Who nerds is like four or five more memes in it. Um, to be fair, when I went to do this podcast, one of my group chats was smack in the middle of a very heated discussion. Hmm. Um, so there, I did want to share something going back to our school thing. A friend of mine, Lil, who I did not get to um, hear back from, just sent me a text answering my question. And this is something else I find interesting too: are people who like school not because it's an end to a meme, because it is the means itself. She that's has true. two degrees, two minors, and a certificate. So that's five different college level courses effectively completed. Damn. And was in the middle of getting a master's. But had to stop um, something to do with her Canadian citizenship. She's Brazilian, uh, where she couldn't continue. But realistically, realized it wasn't what she wanted to do, and was happy she got out of it. Kind of as a freebie. That's fair. But five degrees and almost the sixth. That puts me to shame. Not at all. Not at all. Because I feel like her thing. We we kind of made a joke about it. Is we refer to her as a, a school for life, a schooler for life, a student for life, a student for work, or you know. Some people do that. An Some education are just student, professional students. That professional student. That's the one I was looking for the whole time. Everything else I said before that was me rambling like an idiot because I forgot the term I wanted to use. I got you, fam. Thanks. Thanks. We're going to get on that weird slang subject later. So that, Yeah, I'm going to add that to the list. Of yeah, add a list of ideas. So we are going to start saying goodbye, but I did promise I would ambush uh, Ryan here with one last subject. Um, thanks to a uh, buddy of ours, Dario, who hates you. But he respects me. But he respects you. Yes. Although after this last comment, there might be some debate on that one. That's true. We are sitting here on a day that is very commonly referred to by internet nerds and geek wannabes alike as May the 4th be with you. A day that someone made a bad pun about and turned into a Star Wars day. I am a fan of Star Wars. I am not someone who can sit here and tell you the end-all, be-all, behind-the-scenes, extended universe bowl. I have seen, at this moment, the seven movies that exist in the franchise. I have probably seen most of them more than once, maybe two or three. I actually haven't rewatched the newest one yet. Yet. Um, I probably can't name half the characters properly or give you the whole story off my head. I'm not that kind of insane, like, super Star Wars guy who knows everything. But I have seen them, and I have enjoyed them, and I get why. Ryan here has never seen them. That's fine. I think that's okay. He also has decided to, and he tweeted this out today, on, uh, what was the actual tweet? If you can read me I'm your gonna, exact I'm gonna tweet. I'm going to pull up the tweet. Uh, hashtags included, please. I want, from your mouth, okay. what you said in reference to today's Star Wars Day. So I wrote, and this is uh, this is this morning when I woke up, Yearly reminder that I have never seen Star Wars, and at this point, I don't intend to. 
Hashtag sorry, not sorry. Hashtag may the fourth be with you. And I got two likes, by the way. I got two people who support me. And I'm okay with the first part of it. Not having seen them. But I feel like saying you don't intend to see them feels antagonizing. And I'm not gonna, and I'm not about to sit here and say you should, you should, you should. They're masterpieces. Oh my god, how could you miss them? I'm willing to bet if you saw them today, you wouldn't love them. I know your taste in movies. I know you're not like anti-sci-fi, but they're not my favorites either. I've much, I've other sci-fi movies I much prefer. Um, Firefly and the whole Serenity. Um, um, I'm blanking on some titles here, but I mean, there are tons of great movies out there. Anyways. I just feel like you're antagonizing by saying that. And I feel like Dario's gonna kill you and make or make you watch them. One of the two. Okay. My like, Would you um, would you actually not like if we legitimately had like a Star Wars viewing party? I would fall asleep. But you wouldn't you wouldn't ignore the invitation on principle alone? I would probably load up on beer. And that's fine. Or whatever drinks are offered. I would not pay attention to the movies. At this point, for me, it's not that I'm antagonizing people who have seen the movies. It's responding to people who antagonize me for not having seen the movies. Very, very valid. It's at the point where now having not seen them is almost a little bit of a pride thing. And a little like a hipster, like, oh, look at me. That's twirling my mustache. That is exactly what I wanted to get to, is I feel like it's such a hipster comment to say... I'm not going to do this thing because it's popular and I've built a reputation for not having but done it. at the same time... Smurr. At the same time, it's just... If I wanted to watch Star Wars, mm-hmm. I would have sat down and watched the movies by now. Valid. Valid. At no point in my life have I independently thought, Hey, I should watch these movies. Everyone says they're good. Like, my dad has seen Star Wars. My dad's a Star Wars. Although he's more of a Star Trek guy. He's more of a Star Trek guy. We all have our differences. He's seen Star Wars. And I'm pretty sure my mom has probably seen a few Star Wars episodes because she's married to my dad. Mm -hmm. I at no point have ever thought to myself, I want to watch these movies. And And for me, if I'm for... And, like, uh, obviously our friend Carol, our our best friend Carol, who we love very, very much and miss... (laughs) Has said she's going to force he me to watch up. the Star Wars movies. But the thing is, and this is speaking as a student in film studies right now, in cultural studies. It's true, we both did film studies, actually, yeah. I know this for a fact. A lot of my schooling is based around watching movies now. If I am forced to watch something, I am already predisposed to dislike it. Because I'm going is... to actively seek out reasons why I hate it because I'm not going to... For, for whatever reason, there's something in my head that's like, I don't want to admit to this person that I was so stubbornly against. Oh, you're right. It was okay. It was good. Whatever. It's, and also, it's just like, if I want to watch something, I want to watch it on my own volition. Agreed. So I give an example. Have you seen The Godfather? No. Neither have I. And this is the kind of movie that I often say this about, and the reaction I get from most film people, especially you know those film stu- student people I worked with as well, not was how one. could you have not seen it? It's a masterpiece. You should go home and watch it this very instant. We are all British, by the way. All all of us film study students, we are all British. Oh yeah, as soon as you get the degree, you get the accent permanently. I haven't finished. They so. punch you in the throat. <laughs> Until you acquire a British hey, accent. Hey, hey, oh, oh, hello. Oh, we're done. I imagine like a few punches in it gets Scottish. Like, no, almost. Well, Scottish. The angle. Welsh. <laughs> it goes through all of them. Australian. Oh, we went too far. <laughs> Send him off to the, that's that's actually how Australia began. I send him off to the island. We 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 messed them up. That was the crime they were punished for. They were criminals for speaking not good enough English. That's there some shrimp on the oh, he's, oh, it's too late for him. Did he say Barbie? Bad joke. I believe he did. To the colonies with him. Yes, sir. Quite right. Yes, indeed. The Commonwealth. Back back to my dirigible. You will still worship the Queen, but she will be on a far distant island. Yep. And now it's an awesome place full of. So many deadly creatures. I would love to go. My dad's been to Australia. Really? You should ask him about it tomorrow. I'm definitely going to. Please do. Because <laughs> I don't... Uh, anyway, it's, it's quite the story. I'm not going to get into it because we're, we're going to have to sign off soon. Yeah. So, bye, um, my friends. So I want to do something with our sign-off here a little bit. So anyway, so conclusion. I still think you should watch them at some point as a... I am bored. I need a good movie. Let me try and Star Wars. I probably will not. 
that's fine. <laughs> I just feel as long as you're saying to me you're not watching it because you're not interested, not because you're trying to prove a point. That's right. Like I'm The Godfather, I'm not watching it because it, I don't really like mafia mob movies. I respect it's really good. I am not a sci-fi person. That's it. I'm much more into the Sword and Shield, Lord of the Rings, Game yeah, of Thrones. Yeah, as long as we can both cheers to that one. Game of Thrones, Lord of, of course. the Rings, and Game I, of Thrones. My drink's empty, Fuck so I'm not going to cheers you, but... Mine is almost empty. I was just going to chug chocolate. But, it. no, I'm much more into the Sword and the Shield and the Magic, so Game of Thrones, Lord of the Rings, Harry Potter, love that shit. I was I never I, Star Wars, Star Trek, Firefly, Doctor Who, couldn't get into it. When, yeah, you, get, when you get me into outer space... With phasers and like lightsabers. So what if we had a great show that was basically uh, Western, but just happened to have spaceships, space cowboys? Where would that fall on your spectrum? uh, You know what? I don't know. That is Firefly and Serenity. Fair. Anyway, you were gonna sign off. Yes. So I want to actually, you know, let's all be professional here. So um, as we sign off and say goodbye to our listener, possible plural. Listener with the S in brackets. <laughs> I like that. Classy. Because we don't know. Um, I know at least a couple people who have told me they are going to listen. So That's it. Thank I, you I, I in people advance. who hopefully will. Maybe they heard the last one. Hopefully. Um, but uh, I, I figure we should do that thing where we say where you can find us on the internet so people who like us can hear more about our stuff we tweet and say during the days. Yes. And hear us ask, hey, we're looking for information on a new episode or tell us a story or... Send us a photo of your left foot for posterity. Yeah, that's actually... Spoiler alert, that is our next podcast. Left left feet. Are they yeah. bigger than the right ones? Can you have two of them? <laughs> uh, you know, lots of lots of theories to be tested out here. Oh my god, if we, if we get a single photo, I'm going to be so upset and so happy. Anyways, uh, you can find me on Twitter at BoxlessThought. Uh, and just under my full name, Andrew Shulman, uh, over on Facebook. Uh, for me, it's okay. This one's this one's very very brain bending. Oh my god, I love yours though. My Twitter name is the at sign, and then the word at Ryan W, and then my Facebook Ryan Waxman. That's it. Go for it, please. I'll be your friend. Yeah, you know if you add me and I feel can't why we know each other, and you message me saying I like your podcast. Uh, big I, fan. I friend you. Big fan, mate. Big fan. Big fan. Yeah. If you're British, do double points. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's our sign-off. Is that our sign-off? Yeah, I guess we'll get, like, an actual, like, saying to say at the end, and maybe, like, it'll fade out and it'll be a song at some point. A little jingle. Boop-ba-doop-ba-doop-boop-boop-boop. Speaking of which...